With the launch of Douglas Murray's new book, The Madness of Crowds, I've been enjoying his interviews promoting the book. Um, really makes me look forward to reading it because he very articulately talks about swimming against the tide of today's censorship and political correctness and how we're fragmented into all these oppositional little groups and isms fighting each other. It made me think about today's litigious environment where saying what you think or even exploring thought creatively, finding out who you are by what you think, you know, just that very simple mechanism of what it can be to feel alive and find some sort of meaning. You're more and more not permitted to do so for fear of losing your career, job, family, just everything being taken from you. So people get used to um, keeping their mouth shut. And it also made me think that why it's only articulate, strong people who do not have the boss, i.e. a wife at home, to take their kids and everything away from them, like Charles Murray, like Jack Donovan, two gay men. Why is the most prominent people like this calling out the complete idiocy of the relations between men and women and how we can't get along because of this childishness, they tend to be strong-willed gay men. And I'm thankful for them to be talking like this, but it makes you think about how much the average heterosexual white man has just taped his mouth shut, not because he wants to be obstreperous or confrontational, that he just can't express himself or talk from a masculine point of view. And it's both funny and troubling that about the only people who are pushing masculinity without censorship are those who are homosexual. Now, that was just a side note I noticed, but one other thing it made me think about People are fearful and apprehensive about just expressing themselves, their thoughts, who they are, exploring reality because of what they may and will most likely lose given the examples that have been put forward to them and that have been metaphorically lined up against the wall and shot in the head. It's quite understandable, the sensible man with a lot to lose, wife, children, kids, career that he's built up over the years, would rather just say, you know, yeah, I'd rather speak the truth, but it's not worth it. You know, I'll say my piece, but then I'll get on with my life. I might as well not say my piece. We notice today that people can barely spell in the comment section online. Twitter's reduced the amount of characters. People talk in text speak on their mobile phones. They talk this way and they spell this way in real life. They can barely spell. They're barely articulate. And I've long ago noticed, and people like Stefan Molyneux have reflected this, that writing well helps you express your thinking well, and it helps you know yourself and reality that much better. So if words are censored, if there are a lot of things you can't say and you can't even think them, you start not even looking at those things conceptually and mentally in your head to be able to articulate them. So your lexicon drops, your vocabulary drops, and the mechanisms by which you can express yourself drop. And you you can express yourselves in ways of, of knowing yourself and things that much less. So you dumb yourself down. And relationally between each other, we communicate less because the mechanisms that we once used 
have been dumbed down. So not only do we individually suffer, we suffer relationally with each other. We can't help each other rise by conversation because, because of this censorious nature of putting our hand over our mouth and not thinking it's worth it. If you cannot discuss articulately with intellect, you cannot think better. The better you think, the better you speak, and the better we can relate to each other, gentlemen. And it's not just the individual thing that I'm pushing. The individual, the strong, self-actualized individual spreads out and communicates with others. If we cannot express ourselves because of self-policing children ready to ruin each other's lives, then we become nihilistic, docile cows always giving up. And we're giving up on ourselves, gentlemen. It's not just, well, who cares about smart people? You're giving up on knowing yourself. You keep dimming that fire of feeling alive because you're waiting to be fed your fire. And the fire is marketed to you as just various one-trick ponies that you can't move left or right from. Listen, we talk about we edit ourselves, biologically speaking, from women. We watch what we say conversationally in front of them. Because women have moved out into the world and now gynocentrism, the female mind is the world's mind. We edit ourselves in front of the world. So no longer did you have to worry about watching what you said in front of your wife, lest your children and your investments over life would be taken from you. Now you need to act that way. You censor yourself from the female everywhere, in media, in your outer life. You never used to worry about it outside of your home and your spouse. But now we're watching what we say in front of the boss out in the world as well. We are scared to say the wrong thing, not only in front of the people we love, lest they judge us, we will not talk even to strangers out there because we've cast that onto the world as well. We are forever mute. We give up our relational curiosity with each other when we converse now. We edit before we speak. All these micro edits, not to say the wrong thing, not to offend, qualifying everything with, well, you know, obviously, not all blah, blah, blahs are like this, but, and then you relay your point. You have to qualify to those with such a low insecure bar before you can talk with a higher, broader mind. There's little creative mental curiosities. There's very little discussing openly. We edit and script before we even speak to each other. And why I continually have a beef with, um, childish confrontations online and people outing each other and wanting to destroy each other is the lack of compassion that I talk about. It's important not because I'm boohooing anything, not because I need to toughen up, but because in this censorious environment, if one is not allowed to talk openly, converse, make mistakes, explore, be creative, relate to each other without being judged on every single word he says, 
the the default is to naturally go to a politically correct language where you won't be vilified, where you won't lose your job, where it'll be a safe conversation because the words are safe, the ideas are safe. It's not that I just have something about high standards, intelligence, and excellence. It's that when we are so limited and when we don't forgive and understand somebody for their transgressions, so online, your history never disappears. So we've seen it in this environment where something you've done 15, 20, 30 years ago comes back to bite you in the ass. People have lost the capacity to forgive and understand. And even in real time now in conversations, they don't understand a differing viewpoint from the politically correct narrative. So I can only talk to another person with the same old script. Or as my friend Quasimandias recently very astutely illustrated, he says, we've become cliche generators. We pick the safe cliches that are either funny, witty, or won't offend. But we can't color outside the lines and creatively grow and express ourselves and, by extension, influence those things in other people and you know help society that way as a distal cause. But the primary cause of you growing and mattering in your own life, you suffocate everything. You become a carbon copy of everybody else and everybody's a carbon copy of the script provided to you by the system. This is why I don't like gotcha videos, proving that you decimated somebody else in a conversation. Oh, look how we destroyed these feminists. Look how, And I'm not saying to forgive their ludicrous ideas, but I'm saying if that's the muscle we start to exercise, that it's constantly destroying anything that doesn't specifically echo our dogmatic viewpoints, if you see yourself as belonging to a group, which I don't, I see myself as belonging to this individual. And I'm happy to talk with individuals who might be in a group or in a gathering. But the individual is dying, gentlemen, and the individual dies when we can't have a looser group and, and discuss civilly with people from other groups. When they start going off into fantasy land of unicorns and up meaning down and black is white and night is day, I understand. Walk away from that childish conversation. But if we don't have understanding and compassion between ourselves, gentlemen, the language suffers, the expression suffers, our relating to each other suffers, our growth suffers, and your own personal, even if you want to be selfish, completely selfish and solipsistic, your own personal self-actualization suffers. So everything points to having a looser grip and not being so triggered about everything. Don't just converse with people in your bubble. Because sooner or later, someone, because they want to feel a little bit more alive, will start to peek over the fence of their boundaries. And what do you do? Do you crucify that person? I would say no. I think the degree to which you want to self-actualize, have an interest, and want to find out who you are as the individual, the cooperative relating individual to the world and other people, the less so you're, you're offended by anything or anyone outside of you. Gentlemen, remember this, if you remember anything in this video. When we give up on thinking and conversing openly as ourselves and exploring our thoughts and not having to worry about our lives being ruined and being destroyed as a result, 
when we give up on ourselves this way, creatively, intellectual curiosity, introspectively, when we give up trying to talk about what we honestly think, we give up on all that we could be as individuals and relationally, because we're not open, we give up on each other. We are regressing by this censorship. We are regressing also by censoring each other's differing opinions, which I've talked about a few times. This is why I have this loose grip, live and let live. Unless you're being insulted specifically, you as the individual, do not get offended by ideas. Do not throw somebody to the wolves because of a different opinion. Discuss the ideas. Have constructive criticism. But destroying somebody else's life and finding glee, enjoying that, it's something that's perverse and I can't understand it today. And I see the intellect seeping out of our culture and people becoming dumber and dumber. When we censor and limit ourselves and when we abide by this censorious culture we're living in now in gynocentrism, how we limit all we could be intellectually and in a self-actualized manner, how much we're smothering our aspirational, you know, feeling alive qualities we could have. We're dulling our flame, not only with yourself as a person, but relationally with other people too. We are operating at such a low level. We are lowering the potential of ourselves as human beings to marketed consumerism because we're fearful of our lives being taken away. But more importantly, what strikes me is we're censoring all that we could be as individuals, censoring what we could contribute and make of life if we were to be a little bit braver. Anyway, something to think about, gentlemen. I'll talk to you later. Subscribe, share, like, comment, and support me via the links below this content if you appreciate these talks. Thanks.